This is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 70. Today we hear all about the bonobo. And welcome to another episode of uh, Visit the Zoo. I am your host, Frederick Fishman, and I am the author of the 12 book, 120 animal series of Kindle books and print books and audio books. Also a DVD, all that's uh, available on Amazon and the audio books are available on Audible. I'm a few days late in getting this episode out. Normally, I try and get them out on Mondays, but as you might hear, I've got a little bit of a scratchy voice, and I had no voice over the weekend when I usually record, so I'm finally back able to do it. Again, welcome. This is episode number 70, and we've got a few things to talk about today. First of all, I want to mention about our three websites. first website is the one that you may be hearing this episode on, and that is our host website, our main website, and that is at zooanimals, that's plural, zooanimals.info. That's zooanimals.info. And then my author site is at Frederick Fishman, spelled F-I-C-H-M-A-N, frederickfishman.com. Our merch site is at Zooswear, spelled Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R, dot com. We now have four different stores that you can take a look at some of our designs and some of our items, apparel, and etc. And, of course, we've got merch by Amazon, which is number one, and number two, Zazzle. We also have two that we I've just added, and one is Spreadshirt, and the other that I really like called Redbubble. The links to all of those four sites, if you want to take a look at the merchandise, is at zooswear.com. That's Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R, zooswear.com. Okay, let's say we get started. Now, because we've got a shortened schedule this week, uh, I'm going to drop the curated content. I'll do. I'll pick that up again next week. But I do want to read you this one story that I, I, I really found just amazing. And it just popped up like two days ago or three days ago. And it's from CNN. And I'm just going to read this word for word because this is so unbelievable. It was almost midnight in the Peruvian Amazon when scientists from the University of Michigan heard a scratching noise in the leaves and saw a dinner plate-sized tarantula dragging a possum along the forest floor. Let me repeat that. They saw a dinner-sized, a dinner plate-sized tarantula dragging a possum along the forest floor. It seems like the spider had grabbed the possum, a small furry creature known as a mouse possum, by the neck and it was still twitching when the scientists found the pair. They watched for about five minutes and were able to document the moment on video before the spider hauled its prey behind a tree root to enjoy its meal in peace. The 2016 encounter was detailed in an article published in February 28th issue of the peer-reviewed journal Amphibian and Reptile Conservation. The article titled, Ecological Interactions Between Anthropods and Small Vertebrates in a Lowland Amazon Rainforest documents 15 cases of anthropods, mainly large spiders and centipedes, preying on vertebrates like small frogs, snakes, and also lizards. 
these are not common events to observe, period. Any kind of predation event involving a vertebrate, whether it's a snake eating a frog or a bird or eating a lizard, all those are very rare, said Dan Rabowski, who is a professor of ecology and evolutionary biology at the University of Michigan. He brings a group of researchers to the lowland Amazon rainforest in a remote part of southeastern Peru once or twice a year. Our research is mainly focused on trying to understand why there are so many species in the tropics, Rabowski said. It's a puzzle This fascinated biologist for a long time. His teams are on the lookout for snakes, frogs, and lizards during their nighttime walks, but they often see large spiders on the prowl. They are very large and active predators, so they're hunting out all the time. Rabowski said, we'll frequently find them preying on large crickets and grasshoppers. He said that the biologists have probably underestimated how many small vertebrates are killed by large spiders and centipedes. We really don't know anything about the ecology of a lot of these animals. It just highlights how little we know. The paper also documents spiders and a giant water bug killing various frogs and lizards and a particular terrifying uh, case where a large centipede was decapitating and partially eating a venomous coral snake. They talked to a mammologist who said it appeared to be the first documented case of a spider eating a possum. We're pretty ecstatic and shocked, they said. It may all seem like nightmare fuel, especially when you're in the Amazon in the dark, but Rodowski said that's not the case for our group. It's actually the most amazing thing. Everyone is excited about this sort of stuff. Well, that's good. I'm glad they're excited about it because I'm not. Anyhow, uh, that's the kind of thing that if somebody was like, wow, I just saw this, everybody would immediately have said, where? And they would have wanted to go out on a hike into the middle of the rainforest in the middle of the night to go see it. Well, that's nice. I think I'll be in bed in the middle of the night and not in the rainforest for sure. That's a little bit of a sound of the bonobo. Now, we've talked about the bonobo before on the Visit the Zoo podcast very early on, last year sometimes, but I thought I would uh, bring it up again so you can hear what he sounds like this time. I didn't have any sound in the last version of introducing the bonobo. So let me just read. This is from my Visit the Zoo book, volume number seven, about the bonobo. We've included a close-up photograph of this intense-looking primate so you can somehow detect the intelligence and concentration of this great ape, the bonobo. The bonobo, along with the common chimpanzee, is the closest living animal relative to us human beings. The bonobo live in a 190,000-square-mile area on either side of the Congo River in the Congo Basin of the Democratic Republic of Congo. 
The common chimpanzee lives on the north side of the river. The bonobo live on the south side of the river. They are threatened by habitation loss, although the Congolese government, with the help of foreign countries and organizations, is working to establish areas of protection. In captivity, they live about 40 years. In the wild, that number is unknown. They're built with less bulk than the common chimpanzee, which is stockier and more solid-looking. Their head is smaller than the common chimpanzee. They have longer legs, pink lips, parted hair, slender thin necks, and have slim upper bodies. They seem almost human. Females are slightly smaller than the males in their female-dominated societies. Females weigh about 66 pounds. Males can weigh about 75 to 130 pounds. They are omnivorous, which means they have a varied diet of small animals and a variety of plants. They are both terrestrial and arboreal which means they live both on the ground and in the trees. They mostly walk on all four legs, but will stand on two legs to observe or to grab food. Their nature tends to be fairly peaceful in the wild. In captivity, they've been known to be more aggressive. Maybe the enclosed nature of their existence sets them off. Males in the wild will band together to protect their territory. They communicate verbally and some test animals in captivity have even been taught a primitive form of hand signals by their human keepers. The World Wildlife Fund estimates there are between 50 and 60,000 individuals still existing in the wild. And even though they are known as pygmy chimpanzee, their size and stature is not that far from that of the common chimpanzee. It is reported that they got their name Bonobo from a mistmarked shipping crate back in 1929. That name Pygmy relates to the Pygmy humans who live near their habitat. Before we leave this human-like creature, look into those eyes one more time. There seems to be a spark of intelligence behind those penetrating eyes, isn't there? Right, this is a segment where we usually read a poem or have some animal quotes. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this poem. It's untitled and it's a poem about animals and bees. This morning, I am a feline walking with grace, hips swaying side to side, head held high, tilted slightly, slowly moving in to manipulate you. This afternoon, I'm a dog. Needy, wanting, loving, snuggling in your lap, feeling the warmth of your body, enjoying every precious moment. Tonight, I am a tiger, gracefully moving toward you with great anticipation. I'll take you down. You will be mine. An animal, most of the time. But before this, it must go through what we cannot comprehend. Organs torn, it carries on flower to flower, weaker and weaker, dead before long. The yellow for pollen and honey, the black for sting and bulbous eyes. These are the colors that represent the bee's striped lines of life and death. (laughs) 
And that is a wrap for this slightly shortened version of the Visit the Zoo podcast number 70 for today. And I want to thank you very much for joining me. And always, as always, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's on iTunes or any of the 13 plus podcast directories. I would appreciate it. Again, our website, our main website for the Visit the Zoo podcast is zooanimals.info. My author site is at Frederick Fishman, spelled F-I-C-H-M-A-N, dot com. And our merch is on Amazon, Zazzle, Spreadshirt, and Redbubble. Links to all of that is at zooswear, Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R dot com. Again, thank you very, very much for joining me, and we'll try it again next week on the Visit the Zoo podcast. Bye-bye.